Welcome to the Change on Purpose podcast, where we dive deep into topics that can help you improve your life by making planned, positive change on purpose. Today, I'll be discussing the law of diminishing intent and the importance of taking action. Have you ever found yourself setting goals or making plans, but then failing to follow through? If so, you're not alone. This is a common issue that many people face, and it can be frustrating and discouraging. Why does this happen? More importantly, how can you overcome it? Keep listening and we'll unpack the topic and give you some food for thought. When is your launch date? When will your first episode be out? There's questions along these lines I've been getting for the last week or two since I told friends and colleagues I was starting a podcast. My response invariably was along the lines of, oh, I've had an awful week, this happened, and then that happened, and yada, yada, yada. Excuses. All excuses. The truth was, I was avoiding it. You see, I could have done it if I'd really wanted to, but I was putting it off. I had thoughts of, would anyone listen? What would I have to say? I'll do it next week. Or better yet, I'll do it next month. Keep kicking the can down the road. Should I tick the box off by setting the podcast up in the first place, didn't I? And this attitude appeased me for a few days until it didn't. You see, I never wanted to start a podcast. It was suggested to me by one person that I should should uh, consider setting one up. And then another person and then another So I started to look into it over the last couple of years, wondering how useful this platform would be to share information or share insights or, you know, maybe share actionable, implementable processes. And the key word in all that was actionable. It must be practical and also easily acted on. You see, all the best laid plans in the world may be backed up by genuine goodwill. But if you never take action on them, they'll come to nothing. So John Maxwell, an American author and a speaker whose main speaking focus is around leadership, popularized the law of diminishing intent. And this law states that the longer we delay doing something, the less likely it is we'll do it. And if we don't make some move towards doing something within 48 hours, we're very unlikely to do it at all. In other words, the longer we procrastinate, the less motivated we become and the harder it is to take action. And that's where I found myself for the last couple of weeks. Day by day, my intent was decreasing. That long finger of procrastination seemed to grow longer and longer. Until I had a little chat with myself this morning. I reminded myself how I dislike not finishing things even more than I dislike not starting them in the first place. Because if they mattered enough to me to start, then it should bloody well matter enough to box them off. So how does the law of diminishing intent happen? Well, there's a few possible reasons, and here's just a few that I could think of and possible solutions. Firstly, as time passes by, the distance between that initial thought that we've had and the present moment we're in grows longer and longer. And we tend to simply either forget about our goals or they drift way off to the back of our mind where they're just not the focus of our attention. Secondly, we may become completely overwhelmed by the task at hand, and we may feel like we just don't know where to start. We're almost like we're frozen. And thirdly, 
we may begin to doubt ourselves. Doubt ourselves, our ability to succeed. And this can lead to a complete lack of motivation where we just don't want to start at all. Now, all that sounds very negative, doesn't it? And it is, and it can be. But the good news is that there's always ways to overcome the law of diminishing intent and to ultimately take action towards goals. So from the first point, time passing. The first step in creating a plan of action, immediately, if not sooner, you must create that plan. Jim Rohn once said, the time to act is when the idea is hot and the emotion is strong. Now that doesn't mean that you make rash, hasty decisions, that you just jump into it. The first step in taking any action is to make a plan. Initially, you'll have a broad outline of your plan. And then as you break it down, you chunk it down into smaller, more manageable tasks. You'll find that you'll gain focus and clarity as to where you are in relation to the plan and where the start line is. So as part of the planning process, when you're formulating the outline of any goal, it's imperative you use a proven strategy. And the technique I use is known as SMART goal setting. And for those new to goal setting, SMART stands for, the S stands for specific. What exactly are you trying to achieve? It's easier to achieve or in this place get started when you know specifically what you're doing. The M stands for measurable. How will you know when it's been achieved? You need to know when each goal, task or action is complete. So then you can tick it off and move on to the next step. Look on it as tracking your progress. Achievable. Is it genuinely even possible to achieve this goal? Also, the part about achievable, in order for it to be your goal, the action steps within it must be within your control, or at least not wholly outside influenced. The R in SMART stands for realistic or relevant. And it leads on from our second, our second point that comes up about being overwhelmed. In order to stay motivated or to avoid that overwhelm, goals need to be realistic. If they aren't, the stress it will produce will be massive. You'll become so frustrated with it. Even the thought of starting it will just freeze you. And the T in SMART stands for time-bound. A goal, a goal has to come with an end date. It helps us to stay focused, stay motivated, and it can inspire us to work towards this date and it keeps you accountable to the process. So if you are ever setting up a goal for yourself or listening to someone else talk about their goals, maybe in the future ask questions along the line of, is this goal time bound or when will you do this by? Because as Robert Herzvik said, a goal without a timeline is just a dream. And that's what we're here for. We wanted to make dreams a reality. And we're going to do that by taking action. Now, the second point was focused around overwhelm. Everyone that's ever attempted anything new has experienced a little fear and overwhelm along the way. Nelson Mandela said that I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. But it can be bloody hard to triumph when all we have is a desired end state or a dream or a vision. And we haven't a clue where to start or how to even get there. Maybe you're the first in your family or first of us in your circle of friends or the first in your colleagues groups to attempt this. So you haven't got a point of reference to begin with. I get that. That's tough. But you're also lucky because right now you're listening to this podcast, most likely on an iPhone or a, an Android smartphone. It's like a mini encyclopedia in your pocket. 
And so your circle now has been expanded to the experiences of around what, 8 billion living people. And never mind the countless deceased individuals whose records are on the internet. So use this encyclopedia in your pocket and get yourself a mentor. Get yourself someone who has done what you want to attempt or something similar. It doesn't matter whether you know them or not. If they're living or they're dead, study them. Learn what worked for them, what they did, what didn't work for them. And pretty soon you'll move from being overwhelmed and clueless of where the start line even is to crossing that start line and wondering, why didn't I do this ages ago? The third point about doubting yourself and your ability to succeed leading to a lack of motivation is another one that's very common. When someone doubts themselves, their head and their shoulder will drop and they may engage in negative self-talk and becoming overwhelmed by the task at hand. This can make it very difficult to, to take any action towards towards goal. You can't be positive in that state. To overcome this, it's important to recognize the self-doubt as being perfectly normal part of this process and that everyone experiences self-doubt at some point. What's also important is to challenge them negative thoughts by replacing them with positive words of affirmation or evidence to the contrary. And then this can help you shift your mindset from a place of self-doubt to a place of self-confidence. Move from the fixed mindset into a growth mindset. I've always found that seeking some support from others can be helpful. And this can come in the form of talking to a friend, maybe family members, a mentor or a coach who can offer encouragement and support. Now, it can also come from seeking out professional talk therapy from a therapist or a counsellor who maybe can help you work through any underlying issues that you might have that could be contributing to the lack of motivation. Getting this podcast over the line, I spoke to Johnny Pardo. He's a coach and a mentor whose spe speciality is in this exact subject, starting launching a podcast. And I was doubting if I'd done the right things initially from all the different tech that I had to use to the back end setup of the podcast, you know, what color schemes to use, audience, just just so much. And I was I was starting to overwhelm myself with it. Self-doubt, it was just unreal. So I asked Johnny, I said, is there anything I've missed? Like in your opinion, what's my next step? And so on and so on. I guess I was looking for a bit of reassurance. And I know it's not exactly, um, it's not exactly power of positivity here, is it? Um, but it did. The answer I got back from Johnny was, nope, all looks good. Just set your date and launch. And that was stuff I already knew, but I guess I was looking for the reassurance. Now, Johnny's role in, you know, with me is, as a coach, as a mentor for doing this. So that's what he was there for. And sometimes, even though we know the answer, sometimes we we do need someone, a trusted friend, colleague, um, coach or mentor that we respect to kind of say, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're on the right track. Now, you might not have a coach, but everyone has a support team of some form in their life. You don't need a whole group of people. You just need one solid friend or mate, you know, a colleague. I'll give you the truth, steer you in the right direction. As far as motivation goes, it's all well and good talking about motivation to light that initial fire within to get you started. But see when the doubt and discomfort set in when starting this podcast, I wasn't motivated to finish it. 
I was happy enough just to stay, say, oh, next week, next month and kick it down the road. But by breaking down my goal into smaller, more manageable tasks, scheduling them into my routine, ticking them off as I went, it didn't just alleviate the feelings of overwhelm, but it also built momentum within me. You know, that ticking off the list one by one, taking them small steps in the right direction. I got better at it. I got more competent at it. And with more competence comes more confidence. So you see, it's that's where the momentum comes. It's building competence and building confidence. And that, 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 that's what I think momentum is. Another thing about motivation is accountability. It's important to hold yourself accountable to whatever the goal is. Another piece of advice Johnny gave me was to tell someone about the launch date. It could be a friend, a family member, or a group of people. You see, by sharing the goals with someone else, you'll feel a greater sense of responsibility to follow through on it. Nobody wants to let anybody down, do they? And finally, it's important to remember this point. Taking action doesn't have to be perfect. Sometimes we get stuck. Stuck in the planning phase. Because we want everything to be just right, perfect, before we put it out into the world. But the truth is, taking imperfect action is better than taking no action at all. That thought loop that you get stuck in is not a place you want to be for progress. It's better to make progress towards your goal, even if it's not perfect, than to do nothing at all. And it might be ugly to begin with, but sometimes ugly works. It just works. If you're 80% ready, launch it. You can always test, refine, and test and refine afterwards. Sharpen up things. Polish them off. But don't wait for them to be 100% before you pull the trigger. Because you'll never get to 100%. The military have a saying that no plan survives first contact. Basically, there's so many elements that are out of your control that you simply cannot plan or predict what they will do. All you can do is act accordingly once they do occur, adapt to the situation and carry on. So when you hit that 80%, pull the trigger, launch it. So in summary, the law of diminishing intent is a real phenomenon, but there are ways to overcome it. By creating a plan of action, holding yourself accountable, finding the motivation to just get started. Get started with imperfect action. You can make progress towards your goals and achieve success. So that's it from today. I hope you found this discussion helpful and informative. And thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thank you.